Shalom Aleichem, on behalf of Teach 613, we welcome you to take 10 for Talmud. Babakama Tzadi Zayin, Babakama 97a, pagination is 193, dealing with cases where a person stole an item, and then a change occurred. And the question that we're dealing with is, is the change so significant that the item belongs to the gazlan, to the thief, and therefore, even if the price changes, etc., he's simply going to be bound to the price at the time of the theft. Because it changed, and he was kona it, he now owns it, and the amount of money that he has to return is an amount. It has nothing to do with the item itself, even though had the item still been intact, there would be a law you would have to return the item as it is. But over here it changed. And therefore he owes money and not the item. There are two major differences in what ramification occurs if he owns it. Number one, the change, as we mentioned, will indicate how much he owes the owner, because if the item still belongs to the owner, then if it goes up, it goes down, he could just return the item, and he satisfied his responsibility. If, however, it's been changed, then he cannot fulfill Ke'en She'gazal, the item that he stole, and therefore he owes money. If it goes up or down, it's the gain or loss of the goslin. Which brings us to the other ramification which we mentioned in a previous session. And that is that if the person benefits, if the thief benefits from the item because he shears the wool or it gives birth, etc. So if it's a fundamental change, so then he owns the item, and it's his item that bore this fruit. We discussed this in Baba Kamat Sadihei 95a. If, however, it still belongs to the owner, then all of those improvements are the owner's. Now, one thing we kind of omitted is the observation from Shulchan Aruch Shin Samach Gimel Gimel, that if the person has a habit of doing this, he takes animals that are laden with wool, steals them, shears them, and then returns the item, and has a racket going where he figured out how he can make money on other people's things, so then indeed it's brought in Shulchan Aruch that we would impose a knas, a fine, to leverage against this behavior. Now, there are possibly three categories of the level of change that could occur that would cause the goslin, the thief, not to be able to return the item intact. So, one level is Hezek Nicker. Something is obvious. There was a coin, and he took a sledgehammer and smashed the coin. 
So then that's noticeable that it's no longer the item that it once was. There's also, on the other extreme, a hezek she'eno nicker. There's no way for anybody to tell in the item that something's changed, even though something certainly has changed, that there's a ramification. Chometz that went through Pesach, owned by a Jew, Teruma that became Tomei, anybody looking at it, comparing it to anything in the world, there's no way anybody would know that this is different. But if you know the history, then you know that there's a halacha that pertains to this item. And then there's an interim stage where looking at the item itself, you cannot see that it's damaged. But when you compare it to other items, you'll realize there's something wrong here. And the example which we want to discuss is a coin that has been disallowed. It's no longer good currency. So there's nothing about the coin if you hold it up to the light. There's nothing that you're going to notice that's wrong, but when you compare it to other coins in currency, in circulation, you'll realize this item is not good. And that interim stage, is that considered a hezek nicker, or is that considered a hezek she'eno nicker? Let's start with the facing page, Tzadivava Medbeis 96b, at the Mishnah, where we have a number of straightforward examples of how this works. Gozo behema v'hiskina, about eight lines into the wide. If a person stole an animal and it became old, so the halacha is mishalem kishas hagzelo, he has to pay like the time of the stealing, because at this point the animal is not considered the same animal, can't use it for work, and at the moment that he stole it, that's where we're attributing its value, and that's what he has to pay. He cannot simply return the animal because it's so noticeably different. Gozamat Beavenistak, he stole a coin and it smashed. Peros Virkivu, fruit, and now it's spoiled. Yayin Vihmit, wine, and now it went sour, it became vinegar. Mishalem Kishasagzela, that's also an example of something so noticeable that you pay it from the time of theft and the item intact as it is, is not something you could discharge your responsibility of returning the gazela with. However, Matbeya v'nifsal, if he has a coin, and it became possible, invalidated, Turuma v'nitmes, Turuma, and it became tame, ritually impure, now it can't be used. Chometz v'ovra lava pesach, the most famous case, Chametz, and it went through Pesach owned by a Jew, and therefore it is forbidden, but you can't tell on it that it's forbidden. Omer lo lefanecha, you could say, here it is, I'm returning it to you. And if there is some halacha that restricts its use, but that's not intrinsic damage that's noticeable in the item, 
and the Goslin could indeed return it. We would have to figure out the ramifications. Hezek she'ena nikr. If it's called a grama, it's called an indirect damage. But on basic level, it's returnable because it is not noticeably changed. Let's move on to today's daf on the second wide line. Gozamat be'avinistak. The Mishnah told us that a coin that's been shattered so that you pay kishasagzela like the time of the theft, you cannot return such a damaged product. Amar Ravuna Ravuna said, Nistak Nistak Mamish. When it says smashed, it means smashed. When it says nifsal, paslasa malchus. And when it says pasal in the next case, that you are allowed to return it intact, that's because the kingdom invalidated it. But intrinsically, it's the same coin. It's just that something external changed in the money system. But the item could be returned. That's Rav Huna's ruling. Rav Yehuda Omar and Rav Yehuda said a more sweeping understanding. When the kingdom invalidates it, that's also considered shattered. What, does, what would be an example that it's invalidated? That they invalidated in this country, but in a different country it still works. And therefore, the coin intrinsically is good, and it's even usable. And that's why you'd be allowed to say, I'm returning it to you. But again, the case that we were considering, where they totally invalidated the coin, according to Rav Yehuda, it's considered invalid, the same as smashing a coin, and you cannot return that coin. This is the Machlokes Rav Huna and Rav Yehuda regarding a coin that's been invalidated. According to Rav Huna, it can still be returned. According to Rav Yehuda, it's the same as shattered. Let's skip two lines. Amalei Rav Rav Yehuda. Rav said to Rav Yehuda, Lidi doch, according to you, da'amrit, paslosa malchus nami hainu nistak, that when it becomes invalidated, it's the equivalent of shattered. Hare truma venitmes, we saw a case where the truma looks intact, but it became tamay. Dechi paslosa malchus, it's the same as the kingdom invalidating it. Very interesting analogy. Hashem, the kingdom, invalidated it. But it, it looks the same. Uktani, and the rule over there by Truma was, He can say, here it is before you. He's allowed to return it. And therefore, the argument that Rava says is that you should still be able to return the coin that's become invalidated because that's a kingdom rule. That's a malchus. But the item itself remains unchanged. Amale and Rav Yehuda responded, Hasam la minkar hezeka. Over there by Truma, you can't 
discern the problem. If you compared it to other grain in the world, it all looks the same. Hacha minker hazeka. But over here, you could discern the problem, says Rashi, because this coin is not similar to other coins that are going in circulation at this time. And that's considered, according to Rav Yehuda, a hezek nikr, something that could be detected and therefore it cannot be returned. In Shulchan Aruch, Simen Shin Samach Gimel Seif Aleph, we indeed find both approaches. One is Nistak Opas Lo Hamelech, if it was shattered or invalidated by the kingdom. Mishalen Kishas Hagzela, you would pay like the time of the theft, meaning you cannot return the item because as Rav Yehuda holds, even though it's not intrinsic to the item, that you can notice it's Hezek. But if you do your comparison research, you could see that this item is invalid. However, the Ramah says, there are those that say, even if the kingdom invalidated it, you could say, behold, it is before you, because in its appearance, it has not changed. And that's the ruling of Rav Huna. Essentially, the Machlokas here is in this dialogue between Rava and Rav Yehuda, where Rava says, such a coin that's invalidated by the kingdom should be comparable to Teruma Venitmes, in which case it's only the kingdom that says it's no good, but it looks the same, and it's called Hezek She'eno Nikr, and it is returnable intact. Whereas, Rav Yehuda is responding based on external information. I could discern that this item is invalid, and Rav Yehuda is of the opinion that such an item is considered Hezek Nikr and is not able to be returned intact. Yeshe thank you for joining.